0: Good evening. Welcome to the Monday morning show on Tuesday night. This is Grant Cohn and Ryan G. Hensley. Yeah. He was at practice the last few days. Um, I was there today. It was day six. Yeah. It was day four for Brock. And what's interesting about this training camp is it's still, I feel like Trey Lance is dominating the conversation. But until they actually give him a chance to be a first-string quarterback, I don't think the, I don't think the story is about him. I think he's in the back burner, Donald's in the back burner, and in the spotlight, front and center, right. the guy we need to talk about the most is the guy who's being handed the job. Right. Brock Purdy, yes. off a serious injury. So, Brock Purdy, the question is, how long is Rust a legitimate excuse for Brock Purdy? What do you think?
1: Well, I, I think I want to ask you, do you see Rust? Did you see Rust... From Bach Purdy, are you seeing rust? Is that what you think it is? I guess would be my question first on this one.
0: I mean, I would say yes. Like yesterday there was a play where he pump faked. He usually Mm -hmm. can do that. And the ball just slipped out of his hand. I saw that. He's he's taken a few sacks. I think it's obviously a factor. He's on practice for this offseason. But I feel like that shouldn't be an issue beyond next week.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm wondering because I think it, it's I think it's legitimate context, or I know some people will call it an excuse, whatever you want to call it. But I think it, it's fair to say that Brock Purdy is experiencing rust because he is fresh off that surgery, just a few days of practice. So I think it's totally fair. For me, it was more of a question of how long is it fair for, right? Like you're giving him next week. I think that's fair. I think if you have two weeks full of practice, most of that rust you should have that knocked off a, a, a little bit. So. I, I want to, you know, I don't want to just say that. Oh, that's not fair. Like, we can't give him any excuses. I think he's, it's totally fair to give Brock Purdy some excuses right now, um, just being these fresh off surgery. But it's a matter of how long. For how long are we going to do that for? You know.
0: Also, I don't think this is the major excuse. Rust. Like, first of all, it's a metaphor. Like, he doesn't physically have rust. Out. It's like <laughs> a not timing. Not it's a timing. Man. Yeah, he's not the he's not the freaking Tin Man. It's a timing yeah. thing. He'll hmm. get it. Like that, that shouldn't be an issue beyond this week. To me, what the issue is, is the injury, the injury, just because he was cleared to play twice, a, you know, two days in a row with two days off, doesn't mean he's himself any, uh, yet. And yeah. from what I'm seeing, he's not himself yet. So is he rusty? Kind of, but that'll go away. Like it's going to take much longer for him to be a hundred percent of what he was last year. I don't know what's going to happen this year. Maybe it will. But it's not going to happen this week. It's not going to happen next week. I don't think it'll happen by week one.
1: So, I mean, you've been around for you know for years. So you've seen Brock Purdy throughout last year. You've seen it this year. So this version of Brock Purdy that I was able to see the last couple of days, that's not 100% Brock Purdy is what you're saying. No,
0: it's not. But I also want to say that even when he becomes 100% Brock Purdy, what is that? Mm-hmm. What is that? If he didn't have all pros at every position in the best defense in the league, what is that? If he was a quarterback on any other team, would they be above high 500? If you put him on the Lions and took off yeah. Jared Goff, who's mid as hell, where are they going? That's my right. question with with Brock, and I feel like his story was great. His year was great. It was very good. Um, but even if he didn't have this injury, he's super limited. He's the most limited quarterback on the team.
1: Yeah. And I, I mean, that's... physically.
0: That's... And I, you're seeing it, man. You're going against the number one defense, and he's throwing a lot of picks and near picks, just like Jimmy did. Mm-hmm. It's looking a lot like Jimmy again, honestly.
1: Yeah. So two things that that's been my take. I know I get a lot of heat for it. People get mad, but that's been my take uh, for pretty much ever. Like he, good good story. Good quarterback. Uh, kind of mid range talent. Like just kind of being. He's in the right system. He's able to run the right system. He didn't turn the ball over a lot last year. He's kind of like the you know middle of the tier kind of quarterback. I've always thought that. I thought he was going to be limited a little bit. And that's why I've always said as a 49er fan who wants an elite quarterback, that's why I want to see if Trey Lance can become that. Because when I was at practice, just the, the days I was there, you, there's a clear difference. And again, it, it's not 100% Brock Purdy, so what do I know? But when I was there, there's a clear difference in talent level with Sam Darnold and Trey Lance and then Brock Purdy. There's a fall off there. On a, from a talent level standpoint, when it comes to the arm, I mean, Sam Darnold, Trey Lance are just ripping passes. It just jumps off their hand. Whereas yeah. Brock Purdy's looks different. There's yeah. more lofts. It's not as fast. So that's the he's got a longer
0: windup. He's got a slower release. Yeah, he's really good on the dink and dunk stuff. Like he's got all the different arm uh, slots. He's he's good at at dink and dunk throws. As soon as he has to throw the ball ten yards toward the sideline, ten yards down the field toward the sideline. Yeah, You better not telegraph it because he did today and almost threw a pick six to D'Amador Lenore. Like yeah, He has clear limitations, and I think they're going to be exposed now.
1: Yeah, man, that's been my take for a while now, and I got, took a lot of heat for that Dinkin' Dunk stuff, but that's what I meant by it. I mean, it didn't mean it's a personal insult or that he's trash. It's just there's limitations with him. And I saw your take today, and I saw other people's take today. Was your take basically evaluating his – Overall limitations, is that what you were seeing? My take
0: With, is that he threw two passes that should have got picked. Okay. And that's a big deal. And if Trey Lance did that shit, people would yeah. be really upset about it. And they'd make it a big deal. And they would ha- they would hammer on it all freaking day. But right. instead he misses a couple short throws and they act like he threw you know a couple near picks. But Brock does it it's like, well, he was 8 of 11. Like, yeah. okay, but turnovers are more important. Or it's like, well, okay, well... He's 8-0. Okay, so he so nothing he does in, in training camp matters anymore. No. I don't know. Yeah, like he's just, not yeah. he's not Drew Brees. Like he's a guy yeah. with eight starts. Right. Got with eight starts coming off a serious injury and he's not looking so great right now. So yeah. I'm not saying demote him to third string, but maybe make the, the the quarterback competition for the starting quarterback, not just the backup.
1: Yeah, and if you accumulate the totals, like the total amount of interceptions, near interceptions and sacks, Brock Purdy, despite having less days than those other guys, has the most. He has the most yes. interceptions, the most near interceptions, the most sacks.
0: Yes. And it's like, yeah, he's going against the starters. Okay, well, let's see how the other guys do against the starters. In
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I noticed that. I was uh, surprised. I mean, you know, Sunday I watched. I kind of watched the quarterbacks. Uh, Darnold and Trey both had good days. I think statistically, Darnold had the better day but I think neither one of them made, they, they both made one mistake. They most both missed one open guy. Mm-hmm. The second day I was there, it was basically the opposite. They both look, have good days, but Trey Lance had the better statistical day. But when I was able to watch Brock pretty, I, there was just nothing there that I'm like, yeah, that's the clear start. I didn't see that at, at all. And so I, maybe it's because he's not a hundred percent back yet. I don't know. Uh, or maybe that's just, those are his limitations. Yeah. I think
0: he's not a hundred percent back yet, but like, I just wasn't that impressed with Brock last year in training camp. He's a bit of a gamer, I guess. Yeah, maybe. And like yeah. even when he was the third string quarterback going against the third string defense, like he was limited. He wasn't lighting it up. And mm-hmm. so I don't understand why people would expect him to come back with no offseason off this injury and just light up the number one defense. Like, yeah, he has a lot of good players around him, but
1: well, I guess that's the, the number
0: one defense and he's limited. They know there's certain parts of the field he's not touching.
1: Yes. And I think it's also the number one offense, though. So that, that's the context, too, right? He gets to work with the number one offense, and he goes against the number one defense. So I think that's the, the full context there. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we just have to kind of see how it plays out. I think it's a really good thing, actually, that he's able to come back so early.
0: I mean, the number one defense in the NFL. All
1: right. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But yeah Makes sense. Yeah. So. But also in general, like just to jump on that point, it it seems like again I wasn't there last year, but it seems like the defense is struggling more this year than they were last year, and it's because of the what Wilkes is dialing up is the blitzing. Is that what you're seeing? Do you think that's true? Like, why is the completion well, rate? Higher that's than a good question. Before? I
0: mean, a lot of times you have like a blitzer off the edge, and he's not gonna like run into the quarterback. He'll just like run by him, and yeah. the play keeps going. So mm-hmm. you know, maybe in real games, these blitzes are gonna be very effective. You've seen a lot of safeties and corners blitzing off the edge. Um, right. So we'll see. Like, in, in training camp, you're not going to blow up the quarterback. But there was, like, there was, for example, Purdy had, like, his best throw yesterday. It was his last throw. He had one to the left. It was against a blitz coming from his yeah. right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: In a real game, if he had gotten that throw off, he would got lit up and right. maybe would have completed it. But, like, it those hits take their toll. So I'm curious to see what the real effect is going to be in games of what Wilkes is doing.
1: It's different. And I think fans also need to know that these safeties, like some of these catches also would be more contested than they are in practice also. Like that's another thing. Like safeties aren't going to light a receiver up like they would in a game on on a catch. So uh, that's also a little bit different.
0: Yeah. Um, Okay. That's enough about Brock. Let's see what people have to say. Mm -hmm. Bosa watch says Josh Wyatt. (laughs) The, I kind of think of this as like two years ago, 2021, when he was coming off a torn ACL. He basically didn't do anything. He was around, but he basically didn't do anything, and he had a great year. So, again, I think with Bosa, it's, it's not about like he's going he's gonna to hit the ground running whenever he's on the field. Week one, he's going to play well. What's he going to be like week 17? What's he going to be like in the playoffs? Because last year, he was not the same guy. So yeah. maybe this will actually benefit him. That's what I'm trying to think. I don't know.
1: Maybe. I mean, with Bosa, Bosa is probably the last guy on the team that I'm worried about as far as showing up. Like he can show up a week or two ahead of time, and I think he's probably the the only guy on the team that I would be not that concerned about. So we'll see, man. Hopefully it works out soon, though. Yeah.
0: Russell J says this is pertinent for Bosa holdout. Players on fifth-year option have those fines waived once they agree to the contract. Rap mentioned it on PMS. I checked, it's correct, so no fine regardless. He's gonna get all his money back. This is all. I'm not. I'm sure he's not sweating at all. JL says Brock Pretty needs to apply some WD-40 to his rusty arm because Trey is coming for that job. My mom had WD-40. She sprayed my bike when it would get squeaky. Dave yeah. Barclay says, "What up, Ryan? Still here, Grant? And you're still killing it, both y'all." Thank you, Dave. Lose my voice over here. No, I'm good.
1: All hey, right, can I can, can I on. can I speak on that real quick? You are hats off to you, dude. I played two days with as the as the full time content creator. I can't imagine. Like, I don't think people realize. Grant's probably working 12-ish at least hours a day with everything you're doing. It's a lot, man. So hats off to you. I experienced it myself.
0: Getting too old for this shit, man.
1: <laughs> but it's yeah. fun. But like, yeah. I don't
0: I don't have enough adrenaline anymore. I used to. But yeah, it's a whole month. It's August 1st, dude.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You got a long way to go. <laughs> and travel. You'll <Still laughs> travel in the mix. Vegas. All that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Hats off That'll to you, fun. man. That'll be fun. Yeah. That'll exactly. be
0: fun. And then the other two preseason games are home. Mm-hmm. All right, Kyle Shanahan, you were there. You've yeah. never seen him coach. You've seen Jim Harbaugh coach. What was your impression of Kyle Shanahan in person?
1: Yeah, so I was like surprised, and I guess I'll, I'll ask you when I'm done if this is what he always does. But he, so to start off, he's just kind of throwing the ball to his kids or to whoever. Always has ball in his hands, right? Throwing the ball around. Yeah, no,
0: that's true. He actually does a lot of throwing with his kids early in practice. Yeah. That's true. He does yeah, throw he, with his kids. Yeah, he's having fun. He's very attentive uh, to his children. I love that.
1: Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm yeah. the same way. Yeah, uh, so, so no knock me on too. that at all. Uh, but
0: I don't have kids yet, but I yeah, would.
1: Yeah, <laughs> well, I heard you guys adopted someone from Florida, a kid from Florida.
0: Yeah, he's older than me. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, I'm sure that there's a lot of stories going on there, but uh, shout out, to Jesse. <laughs> shout, shout out, out to Jesse. You. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, so you, it kind of just th- you know, throws the ball around, messes around a little bit with kids kids when, when everyone's warming up. Uh, when the I notice when the quarterbacks are doing stuff, he's more focused on the defense. And then he takes the field as a quarterback, and he has ball boys going against the defense, kind of like some kind of warm up for them. Uh, and he plays quarterback. It, it's it's it, it feels like it's a waste of his time. His time efficiency. Like there's something better that he could be doing. Yes. Um, and then the only real time, you know, he bullshits on the sideline with like John Lynch or he makes a joke with Debo or something mm-hmm. like that. And the only real time that he's involved with anything really is in the 11 on 11s, he's calling plays. Mm-hmm. But what you don't see and what I saw with Harbaugh and what I've seen on video with Bill Walsh is he never coaches anyone. Like he's, no. he's just hanging out until 11 on 11s. He's like full offensive coordinator. That's like what he feels like he, it seems like that's his only responsibility at the time. Now, maybe he coaches people up in the film room. I but I see, see
0: some coordinators' coach, AKA freaking Steve Wilkes, see him do it every day.
1: Oh, like he yeah. yeah. talked about it today.
0: Who uh, talked about it today? Wilkes is the, the DB players. coach. Yeah.
1: Wilkes is the head DB coach, right? Oliver. Yeah. Yeah. Oliver did talk about Oliver it. Oliver
0: talked about it today.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wilkes. coach you after every play. Yeah. yeah. Wilkes is in it. You know, and I, maybe Kyle, that's his thing. He just wants his assistants to do it. He doesn't want to be that guy. But I feel like. As as a as a coach, for me, I would want to be involved in everything. If I see something wrong, I'm gonna correct it right there. You know. But, and, if you're
0: a real coach and a real teacher, especially if you played the position, that's my the thing that kills me about Kyle. Mm-hmm. You're a wide receiver, dude. Go Jordan. show him how to run a route. Do it. Yeah. Never yeah. see it. You don't Obviously, see it. Harbaugh do stuff like that. I'd see him show you know th- show Colin how to throw. Go show your guys how to run the right route in your system because you're such a stickler and you played the position and you have such high standards. I never. See him do it. They talk about him like you know critiquing them in meeting rooms, which I'm which I'm sure he does a lot, but get because I see Steve Wilkes out there running around in his 50s. Where you at,
1: Kyle? And this is normal, right? So this is D1 athlete. Every practice, this is what he does. He never ever jumps in. No, that's very interesting to me. I'm sad I that was really surprising. A lot of what I was doing, because I was with all the content creators and they're all keeping stats. And I'm like, well, if we got 18 people keeping stats. I'm just going to kind of observe. And so that was one of the main things that that jumped out to me is I was just watching Kyle, what he was doing, and I was surprised by that.
0: Well, think about it. Most coaches that become head coaches either were players for a long time, good ones, or coaches who paid their dues for a long time. So either way, there's probably going to be one position that you really freaking know because you played it or that's where you cut your teeth. That's – you coaching that position got you a job as a coordinator. But Kyle doesn't have either of that. Kyle didn't really play. You know, not really. You think he, uh, he was, was a wide mean, receiver. I mean, was he was in Texas, but he wasn't like playing. Like I don't, God yeah. knows how he got that. I mean, we know. <laughs> I'm guessing. So yeah. he wasn't really a player. And then he wasn't really a coach. Like he was a wide receiver coach for a year. He's a quarterback coach for a year. Other than that, he's just been a coordinator. He's just a coordinator. Not yeah. a player. Not a coach. Coordinator. Born to be. Born to call plays.
1: That, but what's crazy is I
0: see other coordinators who are, who are coaches because they can't help it because they did it for so long or played it.
1: Right, right. And that that's, was made clear to me watching because literally the only time he's even involved with the quarterbacks at all is during the 11-on-11s. And I think he's more concerned about what the offense is doing versus necessarily just what the quarterback is doing. I think with this, that's the thing that strikes me funny. Like if there's four quarterbacks and you got all these decisions and questions to answer – Like, don't you think you want to be more involved with that process? Or is he just, I'm going to see what happens in preseason, and that's what I'm going to base this whole thing on? Like, it's curious to me. Nah,
0: Kyle Shannon bases his decisions based on what he thinks is going to happen, not based on what
1: actually happens. (laughs) Like, Yeah, yeah. I mean, mean, it's not like he
0: watched training camp last year and was like, oh, you know what? I didn't expect it, but Brock Purdy was the best quarterback on the field. He's our starter. He's like, no, I'm going with Trey because I said I was going to. hmm. And now he's going to go with Brock because he said he's going to when Brock might not be the best quarterback on this team right now. Brock 2.0. Yeah, That's what I call him.
1: I mean, I I've under, I understand the take that Brock should be the leader of the locker room and all that good stuff and I think it's it would be unfair almost for either Trey or Sam to start over him. So I get it, uh, but he's going to have to show it. If he's playing the way he's playing right now, he may struggle a little bit. And when I was there, Trey and Sam looked from a talent level uh, above Brock Purdy. They look like third overall picks and Brock Purdy look like a seventh rounder. Yeah,
0: Yeah. so if you're having, if you have that kind of like talent deficit, you better not be turning the ball over. Right. What's up, Ryan, still here, Grant? No, got you. For Life Niner says, Grant, tell Kyle to win the Super Bowl, I'll stop my channel. I'll tell him, hey, Kyle, advice. (laughs) Quiet upstairs, Jesse. (laughs) D. Wood says, is it possible Shanahan uses the film room to do his coaching?
1: Yeah, I I would imagine that happens. But I think there's multiple – like you can still do it on the field and do it in the film room, you know.
0: Moody season. (laughs) Kyle is not a coach. Play caller. All right. Let's talk quarterbacks (laughs) one more time. Yeah. So what's interesting is Brock Purdy has this leg up on the rest of them because of eight games. Yeah. And Sam Darnold and Trey Lance are sort of written off because Trey – isn't experienced enough, and Darnold has a long track record of sucking. Um, But if they were all at camp, same age, no track record, all rookies, just you can't put any of their prior games into the equation. It's all based on just these practices. Mm -hmm. Who would you think is the best quarterback out there right now?
1: So I was only there a couple days, so I'm basing it on what I've heard and what I saw when I was there. I probably would have leaned more – if I just Sunday, I would probably lean Sam's direction. After Monday, I would lean Trey's direction. But I want to know what you see because you've been there for all six days.
0: I mean, a couple of days ago, I was going to say Sam. I felt like Darnold was being kind of consistent and Trey was up and down. But Sam was terrible today. He was two of six. I mean, he was terrible. He was Sam Darnold. Yeah. Whereas Trey Lance has been good three days in a row. Ever since I called him out and told him that yeah. he's stopped feeling sorry for himself. Yeah. He stopped feeling sorry for himself and he's been really good. Mm-hmm. Um and Brock's still shaky. So just based on these practices, I've got to say, like Trey's had four good practices and two bad ones. I feel like Darnold's more like three and three. And Brock, I'm not sure. Sh- sure he's had a good practice yet and he has his excuses and he's going against a better defense and all that so yeah. um I, I might lean Lance right now although I think it's pretty close between him and Darnold
1: yeah I was actually so and it's early and it's yeah. early and it's early so I, I, I'm not sold on Darnold yet because of what he's done in games but if you take that out of it and you're just looking at what's going on in these practices I I was actually surprised by how well Darnold played in those practices I saw but again I've heard he's Struggle today, but Trey Lance. What I like about Trey Lance is he also looked very similar when it comes to arm talent. There's times I think he had the best throws. Like that throw to Kittle was the best throw I've seen from a 49ers quarterback in a long time. Yeah, it was on what was it on Sunday? It was between the safety and the corner. It was just beautiful, like right, perfect, 35 yards in the air. So Trey has shown me a lot from an arm t- arm talent standpoint. But what he's doing that the other quarterbacks aren't doing. And I know Darnold has a little bit of get up and Brock has that short area quickness, but Trey's able to run. He's, he runs, he's ran for touchdowns. I think he had a 30 yard scramble on the first day. So he's adding that element to it. So I think arm talent wise, him and Trey and, and Sam are very similar, but Trey has that extra dynamic of the run game. Um, and then if you figure in the context right now, if you bring that context in where, okay, now Sam Darnold's had five years and he hasn't looked good. Trey's still starting off. I would invest in Trey because he's younger and he's looking pretty much similar, but but with the addition of the run game. Yeah.
0: Um, the offensive line, all, all eyes on the right side of the offensive line. Trent Williams is great. Aaron Banks is dece. Jake Brendel's dece. But the right side, like Spencer Burford wasn't a full-time player last year and uh-huh. McKivitz was a backup last year. Yeah. And so I think we're all looking at those two positions. Um so far, I want to feel like I want to say like in one on ones, McKivitz has been better. But yeah. Yeah, you you got to think of like McKivitz is going against Drake Jackson and Kerry Hyder, yeah. whereas Spencer Burford is going against Eric Armstead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so yeah, it looks like Burford's struggling. He is, and I I, I I'm a little concerned about Burford because he's a little small. He's a. I mean, he's a. I mean, compared to the guards they got in freaking Philly, he's a little small, and he's sort of supposed to be agile and a good run blocker. But against Eric Armstead, like, what is he supposed to do? Yeah, what is he supposed to do? I feel like McKivitz hasn't really been tested yet. I don't. I don't know about Drake Jackson, man. I don't know about
1: Drake. All right. So, so when I was a young man, I played right tackle and nose tackle, and we did would do those one on one drills. And I can tell you that it's tough on the offensive side. And what I saw from McKivitz was good and encouraging. I think there's a real chance that Colton McKivitz is an upgrade over Mike McGlinchey. And the the reason I say that is because he is doing good on the one-on-ones and he seems more mobile and agile than Mike McGlinchey. Mike McGlinchey always seemed very stiff with the defensive pass rushers in the NFL. Now they are so explosive and so fast that I think that it might actually, I was worried about it, but based on what I saw, it's early and not a lot, but it feels like Colton McKivitz is going to be an upgrade over Mike McGlinchey. As far as Burford is concerned, I agree with what you said. I didn't see him do really well in those one-on-one competitions. But particularly when you're a guard, you got to center next to you on your left. When you're the right guard, you got a center on your left. you got a right tackle on your right. I think the true test is the 11-on-11s and how they do there. What have you noticed from Burford in the 11-on-11s?
0: I still think that right side of the line's an issue. I think yeah. that when the pressure comes from that side of the line, at least when Trent Williams is out there. That's the way I see it. But well, it's hard think,
1: in camp. What have you seen from Feliciano? Because he's played guard, and I think he could be – no, nothing. Okay. I'm not
0: a big fan of Feliciano. The guy yeah. I like that's interesting so far is Joey Fisher, the okay. rookie left guard. I think he's interesting, Joey Fisher.
1: And Nick Zichel was taking extra snaps with Trey. So it feels like the inside – I don't I'm see him really... playing center
0: anymore. He's a guard.
1: Is he? Okay. I think so. I'm not really worried about the inside, but here's what concerns me is even if McKivitz is an upgrade – over Mike McGlinchey and obviously we got uh Trent Williams over there right now but you saw today Jalen Moore went down after and Jalen Moore from a lot right. of people is not that great anyways but after Jalen Moore what is there left right, that right. They, it feels like a big glaring need a void that the 49ers have at the tackle position they need to add yeah. depth what do you think
0: I agree and I, I don't understand what they're looking for at offensive tackle I feel like They have a bunch of guys who are guards who can kind of play offensive tackle. But I feel like at tackle, you want more like tight end converts, You know, Mm -hmm. guys who have really quick feet and got big. Like Joe Staley played tight end. I think like the best offensive tackles probably were tight ends at some point when they were kids. Right. And, you know, guys who got bigger, not guys who got smaller. That's the way I look at it. So um, where's that guy? I know they're trying to make Leroy Watson that. He was a tight end in college. But, like, he's not...
1: He's like guy. Yeah, I, I did not see that. that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's possible that this, this first five can actually be an upgrade. Like, you know, Banks didn't look that good at one-on-ones last year. So maybe that's what's going on with Burford. Maybe he needs the guys around him. Um, and I think – Banks awful was awful on one-on-ones last year. Yeah, he was, right? And then he had a good He's season. Awful. So yeah. um, hopefully the same thing for Burford. And McKivitts, I think, could be better than McGlinchey. So it's possible the offensive line is better. I'm just concerned about the depth at the tackle position.
0: I, because they have
1: none. They have none.
0: They have yeah. none. Yeah. Jewish guy says, What could we get for Brock?
1: They're not trading him. No, but the third?
0: Coming off, coming off this injury? Third?
1: Yeah, I think that's fair.
0: Um, Camp Cooper. Thought the Eagles were the number one defense last. No. No.
1: Depends on the metrics you're going by. Sacks.
0: Oh, yeah. I think points and yards allowed. Jose Batista, did Ryan walk up on Larry Kinlaw uh, style in camp? No. <laughs> Kinlaw style. <laughs> Front row justice says, Kyle coaches in meetings after looking at film. Why would he be so respected by the NFL if he couldn't coach?
1: I don't, I don't think Kyle can't coach. I think that there's weaknesses and strengths, and we're talking about the weaknesses. I think he has strengths, especially when it comes to off. He's a great offensive play designer. Sometimes I question his play calling, but I never question his play design. It's just when he uses them. And then there's coaches. So you're things. telling me
0: that Kyle in the meeting room is the guy who says you fucked up. You should've done this better. Okay, well then go on the field and show him how to do it, Kyle.
1: Right. Yeah. He yeah, can I tell mean, you
0: you fucked up. Yeah. He's good. Anyone can do that.
1: I don't think Kyle Jan is a bad coach. I give him. I've been giving him a B plus for a year and a half now. I just think what's making him not an A is these little things that we're talking about. And win a Super Bowl.
0: Hey, you should have ran that route better. Okay, show me how to do it. I can't.
1: <laughs> Yeah, right. Uh, he's a receiver. I he can't. should be able
0: to. Yeah, you could, you could show him, Kyle. You, you were such a good receiver in Texas. You got it all on your own. You got that scholarship all on your own. It had nothing to do with your dad. Show him. Yeah. What's going on with Javon Hargrave? Good player. He's there working hard to his credit. Pavanate, Pavanate says, Talofa from American Samoa. O-line scares me to death. <laughs> three picks in the first three rounds in, in Kyle Lynch tenure. It's no wonder QB's always hurt. Yeah, it's the, it's the big uh, gap. They don't really address it. They're like, we have one great offensive lineman. That's fine. Josh, why? We were talking about practice. Not a game. Talk about practice doesn't get to delete five years of tape in August. It's true. It's true. No, but at the same time, it's amazing what Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and George Kittle can do for a mid-quarterback. And if you don't believe me, check out this dude named Brock Purdy. Dude went eight and zero last year, with yeah. no arm. Yeah. So I maybe it's fair to say, well, what could Darnold do with that? What could Trey do with that? And I know people say like we've seen Trey with that. No, we freaking haven't.
1: Yeah,
0: no, we haven't. And I'd right. also like to see what's Brock gonna look like week one when all the Niners' quarterbacks struggle.
1: W W B. Now, what would Darnold do?
0: Matthew McHose. Says odd report today on Brock by you, Jesse and Brad say he looked good among others. Your all off season narrative about Brock is getting in the way way of. I don't know. I mean, he had two picks dropped. If you think that's okay, that's on you. I don't know. I think a lot of people are just hesitant to criticize Brock. I'm not.
1: I'll There's do it. There's a lot of context involved with this stuff, and I think it as is actually important to be there because you see the difference, right? When you're not there, you see the numbers. Oh, seven of eight or eight of ten, whatever it is. But you don't know. Are these like little two-yard passes? How many Mm -hmm. bad throws did he have? There's a lot of context to this stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, he he made the dink and dunk throws that he can make, that I know he can make. But he also is showing the limitations that I know he has. And is it that he's 75% of what he is? Or is it just his limitations? I think it's his limitations. So I've seen what limited quarterbacks look like against the Niners defense. It's not pretty. It's not. Once they figure out where you're not throwing the ball, they sit on the, the places you are, and you're screwed. So this is Brock's first taste of that. And yeah. he's throwing the ball to the other team a lot, and not just the other team, linebackers. Marcelino McCrary ball dropped one today. Uh, was it Dre, caught one? Dre Greenlaw caught one yesterday? That's yeah. Jimmy shit. Yeah. So I'm curious. All right, let's, you, you, haven't, you weren't there today. You got some questions for me, and then we're going to end it because I'm exhausted.
1: Yeah, man, you look, you look Sorry, like man. you need that rest, brother. I think all I right. need that rest, brother. <laughs> uh, Romello Bell, Danny Gray, Ray Ray, JJ, Tay Martin, Chris Conley, right? Those, those are all kind of the receivers in you know, Is in the that Ronnie
0: game? Bell's real name?
1: Ronnie Bell. Ronnie Bell. Ronnie Bell. No, I just called him Romello. I don't know why. Ronnie Bell. <laughs> Ronnie <laughs> Bell, Who Danny is this? Gray. Yeah. Are Ray Ray and JJ safe, or are Ronnie Bell, Danny Gray, Tay Martin, Chris Conley pushing the envelope?
0: Ray, Ray, and JJ are safe. Jawan Jennings had a route today. It was just disgusting.
1: Nice. Yeah,
0: in a good way. Mm-hmm. It was awful in the best way. Like he just destroyed. Who was it? One someone.
1: Somebody. A guy. Anyway, he definitely destroyed some dude. The hell, was it? It was
0: really nice though. Yeah, one of the safeties. Well, my, guess no, my it was it was, was Isaiah Oliver. It was the freaking nickel. He just killed. Oliver. Him.
1: Okay, Oliver has been eh so far, right? Or has have you noticed something great about? It? I thought he was going to be better than him, but when I was there, he was just like, okay.
0: I he's getting worked by Jawan Jennings. Are, Ray, uh, they like Ray Ray a lot. He's a really good returner, so they, that leaves him one one or two spots. They could keep six wide receivers. You could. There's no. What about Jamison
1: teams? though? Jamison's a really good returner, and he's showing out as a corner, right? So does that make Ray Ray less valuable? And does that? Give I think they off? like Gray Ray.
0: I think okay. they like I would be highly, highly surprised if they got rid of Ray Ray. So Tate
1: Martin, Ronnie Bell, Danny Gray, and Chris Conley all, or Danny Gray. Um,
0: I could see them keeping six wide receivers and keeping Gray and Bell, or keeping five and cutting Bell.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Next question. Taco time. Like, wh- tell me about Taco Man. I heard he had a good day. What's your feelings on him? Is this is this a reflection of Cleland Farrell not being not doing well, and what's up with Taco? Or is it
0: a reflection of the fact that Nick Bosa's not coming back anytime soon, and the Niners are like, okay,
1: yeah. What do you think of Taco? Really about? I heard he was fast. I heard he's explosive. I, I always
0: thought of Taco was being kind of like a tweener that didn't work out at either spot in yeah. Dallas, but here he looked pretty slim down, and he was winning in the one on ones, D end, and he got a sack at D end, so. I don't know. A lot of times, like, I'm not going to say anything cynical here. But, like, they, remember they signed Ziggy stuff for a second mm-hmm. and, like, he's immediately on IR. Like, a lot of times, these vets, you wonder, like, are you here to play or are you going to be on IR pretty quick? Like, I don't. You know what I mean? Like, because when you go to IR, like, yeah, you're injured, but it's like, it's like a free paycheck. Mm. You don't have to do it. You just rehab and then you get paid. So wh- wh- where's Taco out? Is he here to win a job or is he here to, I don't know. I, I, he looked good today. Can he say healthy? I don't know, Tacos. I don't
1: know. Okay. All he looked right. good today. All right. Mitchell, obviously, I think, right? CMC Mitchell. Okay, after that, Mason's had some problems fumbling. He couldn't hold on to the ball. I know he's done better today with it. But TDP Mason Layburn, who's better?
0: My favorite is Mason. He runs really, really, really hard. He's been fumbling. Yeah. If he does that in real games, it's over. Yeah. So. He didn't fumble today. Okay. <laughs> I like Mason a lot. And I think um, Ty Davis' price is interesting because he's big and fast and he runs hard and he's becoming more decisive. So I'd like to see how that translates to real games. Laburn looks like um, a very explosive, smaller, Elijah Mitchell type. So they're different. But I think I like Mason, Laburn, TDP in that order. Mason, Laburn.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I, it sounds like TDP has been doing better than we expected though, right? Coming yeah, in, yeah. I mean,
0: last year I felt like he was very indecisive. He'd re- reach the line of scrimmage and not know which hole to hit, he'd slap his feet. He's doing less of that, which is important because you can't do that.
1: Yeah, watching Labour and he's definitely fast, the fastest of the bunch to me, and uh, he has hand, yeah. hands as well. So maybe there's a spot for him. They're probably going to sneak him on a practice squad, regardless, though. I think Do you agree.
0: Uh, I think so, I, I, unless he tears up pra- uh training camp like preseason, like Jordan Mason. Yeah. Then they can put it on the practice squad. Yeah.
1: All right. I got a two part question for you, and then I'll, I'll let you go take a nap. Uh <laughs> sorry, reasonable.
0: man. I'm I, I'm losing it.
1: <laughs> it's all good, man. I totally get it after doing it myself. Uh reasons to be optimistic about this team right now, reasons to be worried, pessimistic.
0: Reasons to be optimistic is as the kind of team both is coming back, Traverius Ward's here. There aren't any serious injuries yet. And it's the kind of team that's made to carry lots of quarterbacks for a very long time. And they're not going to win a Super Bowl unless one of these quarterbacks like steps up and transcends something. But like in the meantime, whether it's Brock, Sam, or Trey, they're built to win. Um, but the biggest concern is that I, I, I'm i not sure that the answer is in this quarterback room. And unless he is, they're not winning the Super Bowl. So they could have another 14-3 year or whatever. But uh, I don't know, man. I'm not so certain, like... I like Trey, but I'm not. I'm not certain he's gonna win a Super Bowl this year. Mm-hmm. Same goes for Brock and Sam. I don't know about this room.
1: Yeah, I think that expectation that one of these guys is gonna become elite is probably premature. No matter, yeah, yeah. You're hopeful. I don't know that any of them are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree, and I, I think people mistake my optimism for Trey Lance and his potential as me thinking, oh, he's definitely elite. I think he possibly could, but it's it's TBD out on all these guys. So
0: we're eager to we're eager for him to get like opportunities because we feel he hasn't had any. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it doesn't mean he's going to be elite. Very right. few very right. far to become elite. Yeah, I and agree. the way he's been handled and the way, the way that's happened, the way his career has unfolded, makes you feel like he's a little behind the
1: eight ball right now. But that last, being said, last, he's showing yeah. improvement. He is. Yeah, he definitely is. Um, last question for you. Your feelings about the team, have they improved or gone down since this training camp has started?
0: I feel like the quarterback room isn't as good as last year. I don't know. I mean, Trey's improving. Uh, Is Sam as good as Jimmy? We'll see. Is Brock what he was last year? I don't think he is. So that's concerning. And then the offensive line. Like, If if McKivitz isn't better than McGlinchey, if he's worse, that's a problem. And I don't know yet. So those are the two things all offseason. Like I'm not sure this team is
1: better. I'm not. I feel like not, Trey's better. I, I feel like Trey's better. To me it, it, that seems pretty clear. Trey is better. Is Darnold better than Jimmy? I don't I don't know about that. I don't that. know. And we'll is, Brock, is Brock better than he was last year? Uh, at this point I would say no, but maybe he can be if he gets healthy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I can see that.
1: I can yeah, see man. that. Cool. Yeah, man. Bro.
0: Hold on. Brother Bob says uh Driving, I'm late. How did you grade the quarterbacks? I didn't grade him, but I felt that Lance was good. Uh, Brock was not as good. Um, Darnold was not good, and Br- Brandon Allen was just great. So good. <laughs> yeah. Brandon's QB one. Yeah. Brock Sanity won't continue this year. I'm going to stand on it. Brock Sanity. I like that. Is it true BP ribs was broken after the TV game? Isn't that what Kyle said?
1: I think he mentioned that. Yeah, I never heard that. I knew he was injured, but I didn't know they were actually broken.
0: Kyla type to pull Brock week one if he struggles. Nah. I haven't seen him do that. He could just say he's hurt, though. Say he broke his ribs or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm losing it, man. Get some sleep. I'm sorry. It's okay, I need to get some sleep. Tomorrow we got the day off, but I have to wake up and be down there at 10 o'clock so I can talk to Brian Greasy about how much he loves Trey.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's doing a press conference, Greasy.
0: He's doing one of those informal ones that you're not allowed to post for more than 24 hours because they're so awful. He's the reason. Everyone (laughs) else does a great job. He just stands back there, is super defensive, has nothing good to say in there, and it's like, we can't have this out there. So looking forward to that. (laughs) All
1: right. Have a good time, (laughs) man. Yeah,
0: Good times. Um, Everyone, thanks for watching. Jimmy Easton says, do you think Brock can make it through a 17-game season? I'm not sure any quarterback on this team can, so I'm not going to put that on Brock.
1: Only seven quarterbacks in the NFL last year made it through 17 games. It's not about, it's not about who like who's your QB1. It's about who's going to finish the season as QB1. Yeah,
0: it's true. Yeah. Um, Brother Bob. Okay, how about Kevin's dad, unbiased QB grades? I don't know. I, haven't, I don't have time to read everyone's. You tell me, Brother Bob. Kevin's dad. I think it's funny. I'm going to sneak out while we can. Ryan, good show.
1: I'll see you soon. All right, man. It's bedtime. Good night, everyone. Peace. Whew.